Summer is here, and we're as busy as ever at the DSR Network. Our podcast schedule has expanded to include the DSR Daily Brief, DSR Foreign Policy, DSR Politics, the DSR Spy Show, Words Matter, Foreign Office with Michael Weiss, Next in Foreign Policy, and The Secret Life of Cookies. To celebrate our expansion, we're bringing you this special offer. Through the month of June, membership is 50% off. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, bonus content across all of our podcasts, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. To take advantage of this offer, visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSRexpands, all one word. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRexpands. Thank you for your support. It's June 30th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The U.S. Supreme Court overturned race-based college admissions. The landmark ruling is a major blow to affirmative action, a policy that has been used to increase diversity in higher education. The decision was made in two cases, one involving Harvard University and the other the University of North Carolina. In both cases, the court ruled that the university's race-conscious admissions policies violated Title VI of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which bars discrimination based on race, color, or national origin. The ruling was met with mixed reactions. Some, including former President Donald Trump, hailed it as a victory for colorblindness and meritocracy. Others, including President Joe Biden and Harvard's President Lawrence Bacow, expressed disappointment and warned that the decision would have a negative impact on diversity in higher education. It is unclear how the ruling will affect admissions at Harvard and UNC or at other universities that use race-conscious admissions policies. However, it is likely to lead to a decrease in the number of black and Hispanic students at these schools. The ruling is also likely to have a ripple effect on other areas of society where race is a factor, such as employment and housing. French President Emmanuel Macron will chair a government crisis meeting later Friday, following another night of violence in the country after a teenager was shot dead by police. The unrest, which has been ongoing for three nights, has seen protesters burn cars and trash cans and loot stores. On Thursday night, 667 people were arrested and 249 members of law enforcement were injured. Macron was in Brussels on Thursday to attend the European Council summit, but he was kept fully informed of the events in France. He returned to Paris on Friday morning and will chair the government crisis meeting at 1 p.m. Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne also condemned the violence on Friday morning, saying that the acts committed were unbearable and inexcusable. She reiterated her support for the police and other law enforcement officers who are working to keep the peace. The shooting of the teenager has sparked a wave of anger and frustration in France, particularly in the impoverished suburbs where he lived. Many people believe that the police officer who shot him used excessive force. 
The top officer in Ukraine's armed forces, General Valery Zaluzhny, has expressed frustration over the lack of necessary resources for Ukraine's counteroffensive against Russia. In an interview with the Washington Post, Zaluzhny highlighted the need for more weapons, including modern fighter jets and artillery shells, to effectively combat the occupying Russian forces. He conveyed his concerns to his American counterpart, General Mark Milley, on a regular basis and emphasized the consequences of delayed support. Zaluzhny called for urgent action as lives are lost every day due to the lack of decision-making on providing necessary resources. While the delivery of American-made F-16s is expected in the fall, ammunition resources remain strained, posing a significant challenge. Zaluzhny also discussed the need to adhere to the NATO doctrine, which requires air superiority before launching ground-based operations. He questioned whether Ukraine should follow NATO's doctrine, Russia's doctrine, or rely on its own resources. Zaluzhny emphasized the importance of modernizing Ukraine's fleet to match the capabilities of the enemy. Elsewhere, the United Nations General Assembly has passed a resolution to create an independent body responsible for investigating the fate of over 130,000 missing individuals resulting from the Syrian conflict. Despite opposition from countries including Syria, Russia, China, Belarus, North Korea, Cuba, and Iran, the resolution was approved by a majority vote of 83 in favor, 11 opposed, and 62 abstentions. The resolution acknowledges the lack of progress made in addressing the suffering of families and loved ones of missing persons after 12 years of conflict. Under UN auspices, the resolution authorizes the establishment of the Independent Institution of Missing Persons in the Syrian Arab Republic, aimed at providing answers regarding the fate and whereabouts of the missing and offering support to victims, survivors, and their families. The new institution will prioritize principles such as impartiality, transparency, confidentiality, and the inclusion of victims and their families. Ukrainian prosecutors have charged a Russian politician and two suspected Ukrainian collaborators with war crimes related to the alleged deportation of dozens of orphans from the city of Kherson. The charges come after an investigation conducted in collaboration with the International Criminal Court. Ukraine claims that over 19,000 children have been illegally transferred to Russia or Russian-held territory. The ICC issued an arrest warrant in March for Russian President Vladimir Putin and Russia's Commissioner for Children's Rights, accusing them of illegally deporting hundreds of children from orphanages in Russian-occupied Ukraine. If proven, the alleged deportation of the orphans is a violation of the laws and customs of war under the 1949 Geneva Conventions and punishable by up to 12 years in prison under Ukrainian law. The U.S. State Department has approved the sale of $440 million in ammunition and spare parts to Taiwan as tensions between Taiwan and China remain high. The sales requested by Taiwan's representative office in the United States includes $332 million in 30mm ammunition and related equipment, as well as $108 million in spare parts 
for wheeled vehicles and weapons. The Defense Security Cooperation Agency stated that the sales will not upset the military balance in the region, but will improve Taiwan's security and assist in maintaining political stability. Taiwan's defense ministry welcomed the sales, emphasizing the need to strengthen resilience against China's military expansion and gray zone tactics. In lighter news, mail delivery in a Kansas neighborhood was suspended for nearly two months due to a reported vicious dog, although residents in the area claim no knowledge of such a dog. The residents of the 3000 block of South 46th Terrace in Kansas City had their mail delivery halted on April 29th, when the local post office sent a letter stating that a dangerous dog was posing a threat to mail carriers. However, neighbors have stated that they have not seen any such dog in the area. The residents were informed that community cluster mailboxes would be installed at the end of their block, but the mailboxes were delayed for several weeks. According to Mark Inglet, a media relations spokesman for the U.S. Postal Service, mail delivery would resume as the issue with the dog had been resolved, without providing further details. If you have a strange, heartwarming, or pick-me-up story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. The story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with the sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.